0: Listen. <laughs> <Come> <brother. laughs> <Come on. laughs> it's interesting, right? uh, uh, There's uh, something that's true about sound. If you actually want to hear sound, you actually have to get into the proximity of someone to be able to hear them. And so, right, it was so funny. I think it took about two words out of my mouth and people over here You know, waving your hands because you couldn't hear me. So you had a few options, right? One, I could have just continued to speak without this amplification. And you could have been, number one, super frustrated all morning long. Number two, you could have left, right? And said, fine, I'm out of here. Or third, you could have what? You could have moved. And you could have come down here. Here's what's true. You need to be near to the source of the sound if you want to hear it. And that's true physically, but as God has created the universe in ways to help us to understand him, it's also true spiritually. So here's my phrase for today. To hear him, you must be near him. To hear God... You've got to be near him. Look at what James 4 says. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Isn't that cool? I mean, what a gracious God that we have. If you take one step near, God's like, I'm there. And why would we want to come near to God, right? Well, there's tons of reasons. Because he loves us. Because he's the source of life. Everything that we talked about with our identity. Why would I want to get near to God? Because he's my creator and he's the only one who knows why I'm here. He's the only one who can reveal to me my identity, my purpose on this planet. Why would I want to draw near to God when he's already in tomorrow? When he's beyond me? Because he's eternal in nature and he can lead and guide me specifically? There's tons of reasons why we would want to draw near to God so to be near him is what helps you to hear him so let me just ask you how many of you want us how many of you want God to speak to you all right awesome how many of you don't want God to speak to you okay did I see an honest person up there okay one now can I just be honest with you the truth is all of us in this room at times do not want God to speak to us Right. Why? Because he says, my ways aren't yours. And so often we're scared, if let's be honest, to actually hear God's voice, because as we talked last week, his voice actually comes with authority. It comes with weight. He's not an option or he's not God. So when God speaks, it's heavy. And so sometimes we're like, oh, you know, I don't even want to go there. And that makes sense. Sometimes we don't want to hear from God because we have a wrong perception of him. We think he's angry at us or he's displeased or he's disappointed. And so why would I want to draw near to a God who if I get near to him, he's probably going to whack me. So we have all these missed things. Our hearts, so the the truth is, many times our hearts actually struggle because I'm going to really try to be super honest with you today, as I try to be every week, but to help you to understand, you very quickly raise your hand and say, yes, I want God to speak to me. I'm not so sure that you do. So you have to be honest with yourself this morning if you really want to hear God's voice. Hebrews eleven six 6 says this, without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him, right? So he says, come near to God and he will come near to you. But anyone who comes to him, you must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. See, so this is what we've got to believe today. We've got to believe that if you come near to him and he comes near to you, don't be afraid of him. He actually is a really, really good God, all right? So to help our hearts before I dive in and do the teaching about where we're going to go today, I actually want to read for you a psalm just to remind you that he's worth opening up to today, okay? He's worth listening to. So go ahead and probably just close your eyes and let me just read this psalm. I'm so sorry. I've had this. Uh, this is one you just need paper Bibles Okay, hold on, I'll get here. Oh, there it is, here we go. Yeah, just close your eyes and just soak this in. Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, who forgives all your sins, heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgression from us. God, as we come before you this morning, I pray that you really would shine a light into our hearts so we could actually really tell if we truly want to hear you or not. Because you're a God who speaks. But we just want to confess to you that sometimes you're a little more than we can handle. So I'm just praying for grace this morning, God, on all of us, that you'd help us to believe that you are such a good God, and you are worth drawing near to. And I pray you'd help us to do that, even this morning, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so let me just real quick, we're in the third week of this series. I I can't encourage you enough, if you have not been able to be here, these messages really do grow uh, uh, on each other. So two weeks ago, we just talked about the biblical um, foundation that God is a God who speaks. So if you question whether he does, catch that message two weeks ago. And then last week, we talked about if he is a God who speaks, how can I tell if it's him? which is a great question, it's one of the most foundational questions I feel like I've gotten in 30 years of ministry. If he is speaking, how do I know if it's my thought or God's thought, so you can catch those. So today, this is my question for you. Do you really want to hear him? So what we're gonna talk about today is yes, God's voice can come out of left field, and he can. We talked about that last week. And, and, and many times it is, it's a, it's a fascinating voice and we go, wow, where did that come from? And the truth is, God can speak to those who don't even believe in him. <laughs> Isn't that good news? Because none of us would actually believe in him if he actually didn't initiate. So God can speak to you if you don't believe in him and he can come out of left field and, and, and speak randomly to you. But what he wants is a relationship with us. So what I want to address today is how do you develop a conversational relationship with God so that it's not just random, but that it's actually, on a regular basis, I'm in conversation with God. That's where we're going to go today. And to hear him, you must be near him. All right? So here you go. I, I really encourage you, man, if you got a pen and your notes, I, these first two points especially are just kind of super practical. These are some things that I have been in, just embedding into my mind and my heart, trying to make these a regular part of my life. So I hope you'll write these down, get them on your refrigerator, wherever, and put them in your Bible, wherever you'll remember them. Here's the first one. Simple and yet huge. Do you want to hear his voice? Then take The time. (laughs) Okay? Take the time. Remember last week, Hebrews 5.14, solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil, to be able to distinguish whether this is God's voice or not. So if you have constant use, that means you're actually spending a lot of time. You've got to practice it. Okay? So, Uh, example if you're going to have a relationship with somebody uh, about a month ago Susie and I man we were just our lives were so crazy that we were just like two ships passing in the night right and all the thank God by the way for Google Calendar can I just say (laughs) like the fact that both of our calendars are on something so all of a sudden she calls me and she goes hey what's this thing in your calendar on Friday night This Salt Lake City Unite. And I go, oh, it's this uh, group of uh, young Christians in their 20s, they're gonna get together on Friday night. And she goes, are you going? And I go, yeah, I'm speaking at it. (laughs) I'm like, did I never tell you? She goes, no, you didn't tell me. She goes, and next week, it says you're flying to Michigan. (laughs) Yeah, she's laughing, none of you are laughing. (laughs) And she's like, are you actually going to Michigan next week? And I'm like, I didn't tell you? (laughs) It's crazy. I'm like, maybe we should spend some time together. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is nuts. And here's what's true. God's got Google Calendar all laid out, man. He knows exactly what's going on. But you don't ever spend any time with him. And if you don't ever spend any time with him, we're like, what? Ooh, I didn't know what you were doing. You've got to do it. And here's another example of why spend time So back in uh, September, I started a new Life Together group, and because our lives were really busy, we decided to meet every other week, right? Because there's just so much going on in our life. But when it hit December, I just realized, it's like, ah, this is going okay. I said, I just looked at the guys though, and I said, but do you want this group to be okay? I'll be totally honest with you. My time is too valuable. I don't really want to do okay. You know how, remember what Jesus said about okay? You guys, you know what okay is, right? Lukewarm? (laughs) He's like, I just don't, bleh, I don't want anything to do with lukewarm. So I just told him, I said, you know what? I think we could make this thing great, but the only way it's gonna be great is we're gonna have to meet every week. We gotta get together every week. I'm, I, I just ran into one of the guys after the first service. He's like, David, it is completely different. Our group since January, the relationships that are happening, every guy is taking spiritual steps, getting closer to God. It's fantastic, it's phenomenal. But you know why? Because they're actually spending time together. (laughs) You've got to do this. Dallas Willard, right? So his book, um, I mentioned it last week. We sold out, but we bought a bunch more, okay? So you can buy this book right after the service called Hearing God by Dallas Willard, professor at USC in philosophy. He says, we really don't desire to hear from God. And he goes, and here's the evidence. It's evidence by how rarely we listen for his voice when we're not in trouble, Okay, chuckles both services. You know why? Because you know it's true. And here's what Dallas Willard is saying. You say, I want God to speak to me. But you don't spend any time with him unless you're in trouble. So you know what he says? He goes, so the truth is you probably don't really want to hear his voice unless you need him. So, man, this is such an important thing. Psalm 5.3 says this. In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you, and I love this, and I wait expectantly. What's he expecting? He's expecting to hear from God. Do you guys remember? I've talked about David, one of the greatest, the man after God's own heart. Every time he asked God a question, he expected an answer. So are you doing this? Does every morning, after morning, after morning, do you sit down? Do you hang out with God? Does he hear your voice? And then do you wait expectantly to hear from him and to move? Remember last week, remember, he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Draw near, man, come near to me. He goes, and I'll come near to you. And we're sitting back here in the booth going, I can't hear you. God, turn up the mic. And he's like, come here, come near, and I'll come near. Jeremiah 29 says this, Then you will call on me, then you will call on me, and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. So take the time. And real quick, this is another thing that Dallas Willard said in his book that I thought was so good. He said there's also communication that happens through shared activity. When you share an activity with somebody, the communication just gets intimate, right? When you play with someone or if you work together, you just get to know them. Now I know I'm a major sports geek and I'm sorry for all of you who aren't. In fact, like right now, I'm a Detroit Lions fan. Right now is like the Lions Super Bowl because we're not playing so we can't lose which is really exciting, and it's the draft is coming up, right? So we're all excited about, ooh, maybe this will be the year where we get new players. So what they want to do, but here's what they say. When you play a sport, anybody watching the NCAA, the same thing that happened. Here's what's true. Those guys who line up next to each other, who play together, they need to stay together because as you play together, you just learn how each other work. You can look, and there can be a glance, and you know exactly what they're going to do. And what Willard is saying is, and when you share in God's activity, when you join him and what he's doing, you know what happens? All of a sudden, you start to hear from God too. Listen, Psalm 32, 8 says this. God says, I will instruct you and I'll teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye. Isn't that interesting? Husbands, how many of you have been counseled by your wife's eye? (laughs) Crazy, isn't it? I mean, seriously, Susie can give me one look, and it's like, okay, yep, all right. (laughs) Know exactly what she, I have been, you've all been in kind of an awkward situation where something weird happens, and a couple has one glance at each other, and you're like, okay, a whole conversation happened right there. (laughs) How did a whole conversation happen? Clearly, with a glance, shared time and activity together. Man, when you immerse yourself in what God's doing, do you walk with God? Christian, what's Christian mean? Christ is, I I follow Christ. Do you? Do you take the time to be engaged in what God is doing, or are you just doing your own thing, and then every once in a while, if you need God, you throw out a prayer, okay? If you're gonna have a conversation with him, if you're gonna draw near to him, he will draw near to you, okay? That's number one, take the time. Here's number two, because here's the issue, is some of you are going, yeah, but when I do spend time, on that, I don't know what to do. <laughs> so I carve out this time and I sit there. That was really impactful. So how do we actually develop this conversational relationship? Next week, hugely important message on how the Bible can actually be alive for you. How it isn't some dead book, but something that God will use to speak to you, okay? We're gonna hit that next week. But now, here's what I wanna tell you, we're gonna talk about this, is... I decided to call it Be Transparent, okay? Take the time, and then when you take time to be with God, you gotta be transparent. Transparent, by definition, means this. You're allowing light to pass through so that the object behind can be distinctly seen. If something is transparent, you're letting the light in so what's there can actually be seen. This is what you do when you make time with God. To hear, you must draw near. Now, what I'm going to share with you is what Jamie Winship has been teaching us, okay? Now, this is huge. Some of you guys came to our men's event, and Jamie taught us some stuff. I hung out with him. I've hung out with him many times. I've sat with him. I've listened to him, and I'm still having to practice these things, right, because it's by constant use. So ever since I met him a few months ago, I've been practicing this, and I'm starting to get it. And so that's why I want you to write these things down, man. You are not going to hear this in the message today. Go home and apply it. (laughs) Okay, you're going to forget it. You're going to go, what was that Dave said again? Write this down, stick it on your fridge, put it in your Bible wherever you need it. Okay, here are the four steps that Jamie's been teaching us that's helping me to actually engage with God and hear his voice to draw near to him. All right, number one, Jamie calls this clear the room, clear the room. And basically every time I've watched him do this, all he does is declare the truth about who God is. He just starts saying the truth about who God is. And what you're doing when you do this is you're reminding yourself. Now, I've been doing this actually for years, but I'm I'm being more intent. And let me just give you some examples of what you can do when you clear the room. It can be, I'll state that God is the creator. I always start there. That's why we hit that on the identity. You've got to believe that the only reason you exist is because of him, and I'll state that because that's a truth, and if I'm a creation, then my life comes from him, and then I'll list all these qualities. I'll just start listing off qualities of God. Now, I'll be honest with you. This is where it, it helps to be in ministry for 30 years, you know, but all that means is I've practiced a lot Okay, I've just practiced a lot. So, because of that, there's qualities of God that I just know. So, man, but write down everything you can. He's loving, He's faithful, He's good, He's merciful, He's gracious, He's all powerful. You can just start listing them, but list them because you got to remind yourself of who He is. Then I'll actually tell the truth about Jesus. I'll just say some things about Jesus. Jesus, I believe you're the savior of the world, man. I believe you took my sin into you, so I am actually completely clean and totally forgiven. I just remind, I declare that truth, and Jesus, you rose from the dead. You're alive today, man, right now, to dwell in my heart. So I'll just state those things, and then I'll go to the Holy Spirit, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, right? Somebody asked me about the Trinity after the service, so don't, okay, just kidding. (laughs) But then I'll just state some things about the Holy Spirit, Man, the God actually is in me. Anyway, you just list off all these things that are true. And what are you doing? Why do this? It's like turning a light on. It makes the darkness just flee. You're reminding yourself. So Jamie says you clear the room, but sometimes the room you have to clear is right in here. Anybody got some goofiness going on in here? It gets dark in here. You can't really, you, you, you kind of, I say this all the time, there's so many things I know about God that I don't believe. And so you've got to clear the room, you've got to turn the light on, you've got to be transparent and claim who God is. For those of you who are new in this, the best thing I think you can do is read a psalm. Just start and read a psalm. There's 150 of them, man. And almost everyone just declares truths about God. So if you need help, just grab a psalm and just read it, and it'll help you to do this. People have been doing this for years, you guys. You guys who are Christians for a long time, remember ACTS, A-C-T-S? It's kind of a way to pray, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. That's all adoration is. You're just saying, God, this is who you are, and you're reminding yourself and it just clears the room, it makes a great path for you. It reminds you who he is and who you are, okay? Now, after you do that, that's the first thing, clear the room, the second thing is confess the truth. And now what we're talking about here is you need to confess the truth about what you believe about God, what you just did is you declared what you know is true about God. But now, quit fooling yourself, okay? This is where I wanna really challenge you. Quit fooling yourself and tell God how you actually feel in here. Tell him, God, I don't trust you. God, I don't think you're actually with me. I don't think you care about my future. God, I am really hurt, and I'm angry, and part of the reason I don't trust you is because you did this in the past. You could, here's the thing, you guys. You must get out your truth about what you believe about God and what you believe about yourself. That's hugely important, because if you keep that in here, it's gonna cause everything to be mumble-jumbled in here. Clean it out. Tell him the truth. Confess what's real. All right? So, number one, clear the room. Number two, confess the truth. Be transparent about what's going on in your heart. And then there's two questions. These, are so, these have been life transformative for me in the last few months. Number one, God, now what do you want me to know? What do you want me to know? Now, I've told you this for years. Jamie said it as well. God will answer any question that you have except why. And what's crazy is almost all of our questions are why. God, why did this happen? Why are you doing this? Why aren't you doing this? Why, why, why? I'm just grateful for Jamie because he gave me a different question. And I'm telling you, what do you want me to know is different than me demanding that God tell me why. And I'm using this all the time. You can use it in any situation you're in. You can use this in any relationship that you're in. If God places someone on your heart, you can pray and you can go, okay, God, what do you want me to know? And then here's the key, right? Because where does God speak to us? In our thoughts. So what you do is you pay attention right here. God, what do you want me to know about this situation? And then what thought comes and write it down. Now, I'm telling you man this is where it gets scary right cuz you're like yeah but how do I know <laughs> what if that was my thought I don't want to screw everything up right and so here's where we get all freaked out because but I don't want to do something wrong and if that's my thought and then we start second guessing okay use last week's kind of grid for how you can tell if it was God's voice or not if you hear a thought and it has and you know that that's not what the bible says then again run <laughs> No, that wasn't it, okay? All right, you didn't hear the right thing, you heard your thought, just punt, okay? (laughs) That one didn't work. Punt and start over again. And I'm serious, the enemy does not want you to hear God's voice. And so when you hear a thought and maybe it wasn't true, guess what, you're human. You're not gonna be 100% fallible in this. Just punt and start over, okay? Fourth down, well, that one didn't work. First down again, let's go. God, what do you want me to know? Here's what what I believe with all my heart. If he is a God who speaks, and he is, and if he loves you, which he does, and if he knows how to move in your life, he is a God. If he wants you to know something, he will reveal it to you. But you gotta draw near to him and give him a chance to speak. Okay? So God, what do you want me to know? And here's the last one. God, what do you want me to do? As I share with you, one of the ways you can know that it's God's voice is when God speaks, it's almost always accompanied with an action. God moves us, faith without action is dead. And so, get ready man, God, what do you want me to do? Because he'll be speaking to you. So, clear the room, okay? You can do this tomorrow, (laughs) okay? And if you're new, guess what? You're probably not gonna be very good at it, that's okay, you're never good when you first hop on a bike. But eventually you can learn how to ride that puppy, all right? So get up tomorrow, let God hear your voice, clear the room, confess the truth of what's going on in here, get that out, and then let God speak the truth to you, and then ask him what he wants you to do. All right? Take some time. That's so important. You gotta take the time, and then when you do, be transparent. Now, here's the other thing I know. What you hear from God is totally dependent on your relationship with him at this time, right? <laughs> Again, anybody have children, all right? What my children hear from me depends on the situation at the time and it can be fun, it can be enjoyable, it can be disciplined, it can be teaching, it can be whatever, it depends on how our relationship's doing, all right? So let me just real quick, I just wanna share with all of you who are Christ followers, all right? You're a follower of Christ. Do you really actually want to hear his voice? Really, okay? So here's what, here's what we understand. God speaks to us inside. God works in you, okay, to will and to act according to his good purpose. So he works in here. He works in our heart, in the deepest part of who we are. Here's what I know. My heart and your heart is full of tons of stuff. There are so many things warring for our devotion within our heart. There are so many things that we give our time to, our thoughts to, our resources to, and they're all starting because it's important in here. And so if God speaks inside, but inside are all these clamoring voices uh, and all these other desires, I'm telling you, man, it gets really confusing in here. So if you're a Christ follower and you're going, I want to hear God's voice, then here's what you got to do. You got to destroy the competition. (laughs) You got to destroy the competition, man. Because if you have tons of voices clamoring inside here, sometimes you can't hear his voice at all, even though he's speaking. Romans 12 says this, therefore I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you'll be able to test and approve, right? By constant use, you can discern. Now you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Is this God speaking to me, is this his will? Is this his will, is this his will? Or is this my will, is this my idea? You can tell, but here's what you gotta do. First thing he says is in view of his mercy. So what's the first thing? Just what I start, you gotta, God's good, man. (laughs) You gotta believe again. He's good, he's good! So draw near to him. Secondly, he says you have to be a living sacrifice. What does it mean to be a living sacrifice, okay? George Mueller, who lived in the 1800s, he was involved in orphan ministry. This guy actually took care of more than 10,000 orphans in his life. Unbelievable, in the 1800s. Here's how he defined Being a living sacrifice, because obviously that dude lived out the will of God. He found out what God's will was, and he lived in it. I wonder how he's doing in heaven. How do you think George is doing in heaven? Holy smokes. Here's what he called a living sacrifice. He says it's when you get your heart into a state where it has no will of its own. When your heart gets to the state where it has no will of its own. I just want to tell you guys, this can happen. Okay, Don't buy the lie that you're just always going to be in sin, that you're always going to fight against God, that you're always going to go, it's no, Jesus died to set you free, to take you out of the dominion of darkness and put you into the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is one that actually says yes to God. You guys, and I know personally, this can happen. It really can. I've experienced like three or four days of this. Okay, that's supposed to be funny. And what I mean by that is this. No, I do know what it is to have my will completely surrendered to God's. That's a living sacrifice. And I tell you, when that happens, then he says what? No longer a part of the pattern of this world. Don't conform to the pattern of this world. You know what this world is? This world, the pattern of this world is when you call the shots. When you, so God may say, like when people were trying to decide if they were gonna move to Utah with us, I remember telling everybody, listen, I don't know if you're supposed to come to Utah or not, but I do know this, you're supposed to be willing. Like if you hear the idea of moving to Utah and you automatically go, no, not going. Okay, hold on now. So you say you're Christian, so you say Jesus is Lord, right? But if you're not even willing, then who's actually Lord? You are. See, so if you're the Lord, then it gets really confusing in here when God speaks. Because now instead of just hearing God's voice and being able to follow him, you got all these other voices. Yeah, but my family's here and I don't know if I'll get a job there. And uh, what if the church fails? And what if we, you, you have all these things. And here's what I know. Almost every time God speaks to us, all those voices clamor against us. So James 4, 8 says, come near to God and he will come near to you. The problem is when God comes near to us, we freak out. We freak out. He knows that, so what does he tell us to do? The verse goes on, come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Christian, if you're a Christ follower, are you, like, like Mitch shared with us, are you willing to do anything that he asks you to do? Dels Willard in his book, he says, you know what's crazy? Is we don't listen to God. (laughs) Like, first of all, we don't spend any time with him, which kind of shows that we're actually not that interested in hearing. And then there's so many things that he's already told us in the Bible, but we actually don't follow those. (laughs) But then we expect to be able to go to God and say, okay, God, now I need you speak to me. And Willard's going, you know what? I think one of the main reasons we don't speak to him, or I mean, we don't hear God's voice, is because we really don't want to hear it. We have a divided heart. God speaks in. You guys right? Remember light? When light comes in here, if you have good eyes, it goes through the lens and hits one spot so you see clearly. But when you can't see, what's going on? Light's coming in, and instead of going to one spot, it goes to multiple spots, and you can't see. So what's the Bible say? Blessed are the pure in heart, for they see God. And you know it's true? If you want to hear his voice, you've got to deal with this thing right here. And if you got stuff in here right now where you're saying no to God, but you want to hear his voice, he's like, listen, I am speaking to you. I'm telling you, stop doing that. (laughs) I am speaking, but you're not listening. So let's take care of this thing, and then we can keep going. So be careful and check your heart, okay? Just destroy the competition. Come near to God with a pure heart, and he will speak to you. And then lastly, I just want to say this in closing. Some of you this morning are so seeking after God. But you know, if you're going to have it honest, if you're going to be honest with yourself, you don't have a relationship yet with God. Yet. And so, but you're here, and my guess is you want to hear God's voice too. And so, if you're seeking after God, and you want him to speak to you, let me just say, first of all, you're here. And my guess would be, if you're even here, it's because he's already wooing you you're already thinking about him because he's so interested in you and he wants you to draw near. But let me just say this. This is a spiritual conversation. Everything we've been talking about the last two weeks, God speaks through his spirit inside of us, okay? So here's, if you're not a Christian, if you don't have a relationship with God, if you're far away from God still, kind of sitting up there so you can't quite hear him, then what needs to happen is you got to get his spirit inside of you. You need to receive the spirit. Okay? I'm going to go quickly, but just follow this. 1 Corinthians 2, however, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no human mind has conceived are the things that God has prepared for those who love him. I know I've hit this verse, but this is so important. You're never going to figure this out on your own. You're just not. He continues on and he says, no one knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit within the man. And no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. And so in verse 10, it says, these are the things that God has revealed to us by the spirit. So God is ready to speak and reveal, but he does it through his spirit. Now look at this in verse 14. The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God but considers them foolishness and can't understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit." See, so here's what God's saying. Listen, my ways are so far beyond you, you're never gonna figure me out. So the only way you're actually gonna be able to hear me is you have to have my spirit inside of you and the spirit is the one who discerns as I'm speaking. So yes, God is speaking. It's like when I go to Swaziland or Honduras, right? You go there and people are speaking in a different language. What do I need when I go there? I need a interpreter. A translator, yeah. I need someone to help me discern what they're saying. This is what God is telling you. And here's the greatest news in all the world. Every one of you in this room, God wants to give you his spirit. And then once you receive his spirit, you can finally discern. This is God's voice. So John 3, 6, Jesus, now let Jesus just talk to you. He says, flesh gives birth to flesh. Okay, we're all here through our parents, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you can't tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. See, you hear its sound, so it is with everyone born of the Spirit. If you want to hear God, if you want to find out your purpose, if you want to have your identity revealed to you, God is so ready. He's so ready to speak to you. But he does it through his spirit. So John chapter one says this, to all who did receive him, receive Christ, to those who believed in his name, trusted in Christ, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. And Jesus says you shouldn't be surprised when I say to you, you've got to be born of the Spirit. You need God's Spirit inside of you. And here's the greatest news. You don't even have to try to be good to get it. In fact, he doesn't want you to try at all. It is not by your works that you are saved, but by faith. And today, if you go, you know what? I, am, I, I don't want to be separated from God anymore. I want to receive Christ. And if you receive Christ, you'll receive forgiveness for all of your sin. Christ comes in, takes away your sin so that you can be reconciled back to God. And so you receive forgiveness for everything you've ever done. It's the greatest news. And you receive his spirit. And now he's in you. And now you can hear the voice of God. Do you really want to hear him? Really? Then he's saying, then let me in. Let me in. Let me in. in."